Hello, Screamer, and welcome to Screamstream, your weekly spoiler-free guide to horror entertainment. My name is James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is review a horror movie from one of the various streaming services, spoiler-free. Screamstream is available wherever podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. So last week, I had to release one of the previous episodes from or one of the episodes from the previous run of ScreamStream because I was having major computer issues. I think I've got everything fixed. But now my problem is South Florida weather has got my allergies all acting up and so I'm kind of stuffed up. I do apologize if I sound a little nasally. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, Now, before... Actually, the week before last, I said I was going to review... Day of the Dead Bloodline, and I tried it. I tried watching it. I got maybe 20 minutes into it, and I had to stop. I I could not finish the movie. The problem was the acting was really bad, and the dialogue, it sounded like... It sounded like somebody had dubbed... had done a really bad English dub of a foreign film but all the actors were actually American and it just had this really weird dubbed audio sound. It, it was bad. I just couldn't get into it. The stories of what I saw was terrible. It wasn't entertaining. So I gave up. I thought, okay, what am I going to review? So I watched friend request and this was a recent addition to Netflix And this one I had wanted to see. They added a film on Amazon Prime called Friend Request, but it was not the same thing. Uh, Netflix has the Friend Request that was in theaters uh, in 2016, I believe. So I gave it a shot. And it was written by Matthew Ballin and Phil Cook and directed by Simon Verhoeven. I'm sure I butchered that. This stars Alicia Debnam Carey, William Mosley, Connor Paolo, Britt Morgan, and Brooke Markham. And for the brief plot synopsis, a popular college student graciously accepts a social outcast's online friend request, but soon finds herself fighting a demonic presence that wants to make her lonely by killing her closest friends. So let's start off with the characters. Acting was okay, not bad. Uh, I mean, it was it was on par for you know a bunch of teenagers in a in a horror film. One bad. Characters were okay. The main character Laura, played by Alicia Debnam Carey, was fairly interesting. I mean, she was kind of like her character was interesting in that. She wasn't the stereotypical popular girl who was super crappy to everybody. She was a popular girl, but she seemed like a nice enough person. Like she seemed like somebody you would actually want to be friends with. Uh, I also thought that uh, her friends, uh, Olivia and Isabel, were interesting in that they were kind of the same way. Uh, Olivia was sort of like like she looked like the typical blonde bimbo but was not a blonde bimbo and uh, Isabel was um 
sort of like this plus size friend and which is actually, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but you don't see this body type friend in one of these kinds of movies or in this circle of friends. Like they always cast like the friends to be like the most perfect looking people ever, which is completely ridiculous. I always thought it was just stupid way to cast people. This was actually a believable group of friends who would be friends in college. And that was a nice surprise. I, I appreciated that. Uh, so the two male characters, Tyler and Kobe, uh, Tyler was Laura's boyfriend. He was okay. He wasn't in the film a whole lot. Uh, his, his acting William Mosley, um, good, good. I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, character was, was, was all right. I mean, nothing, it was nothing special. Kobe, uh, was the, the ex-boyfriend, but thankfully he wasn't like the, uh, annoying type of ex-boyfriend constantly trying to get back with Laura, which usually also seems to be like one of these typical tropes. Uh, however, Tyler was the, he was like the, the, uh, stereotypical jealous boyfriend, I guess, uh, not overly done that way, but, but it was there. And then we have Lysel Ashlers who played Marina. This was the outcast who became friends with Laura through Facebook. Uh, first, I, I guess it kind of, you kind of get the feeling that Marina's stalking Laura. She doesn't have any friends, so she kind of singled Laura out uh, and then kind of made friends with her on Facebook. And then they met in real life and Marina became like this super creepy kind of person who always wore a hoodie. Not that there's anything wrong with wearing a hoodie. She started stalking Laura and like uh, at one point Laura had her birthday party and she told Marina that it was just going to be her and Tyler, but then all of her friends were there and her mom was there and she posted all this stuff on Facebook and Marina saw it. And the first thing you wonder is, why are you going to post all this stuff on Facebook where you know somebody's going to see it and you lied to them? Like, what? what is your thought process there? Well, anyway, Marina flips out and does something terrible and then the movie goes on from there. And so let's kind of get into the story here. The story was something a little, I don't want to say like original, because I mean, you've kind of seen variations of this story before, but the way they told it was interesting and it wasn't, so it's not a, a whodunit kind of ghost or it's not like a who is the ghost uh, or demon. We kind of know who the demon is. It's more of why is she doing this and how do we stop it? And can, is it even possible to stop it? I think that's where the, the scary factor comes in. So this isn't really a spoiler. Okay. Marina kills herself, hangs herself and sets her body on fire. And then, uh, Laura and, um, or Laura, I guess Laura gets haunted indirectly because her friends start to die around her in terrible ways, creative ways, by the way. And now then we kind of figure out why, 
how it's happening, why it's happening, and how to stop it. Uh, and I, I guess that was kind of an interesting take on the whole demon genre thing. And they kind of tied in some, some I don't want to say factual lore, but you can tell they did the research. I did appreciate that. So a story, it was an interesting story. Jump scares. Uh, there's a few good jump scares in there. Uh, my wife watched this with me. She did not jump at all. I did because that's what I do. I, I watch these movies and a jump scare happens and I jump. I can't help it. Uh, but there was a couple good ones in there. Uh, not overly, overly used. I thought they were well placed. Uh, the way, you know, the, the way they, uh, go, kind of going back to character development here, the way they kind of let you in on Marina's world through Facebook, her art, her like graphic art that she posts on Facebook was really cool. I really liked that a lot. Um, just by showing us a few of these little art pieces, you kind of get a glimpse into her life in who she is as a person and, and kind of what she feels and what she thinks about the world around her. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, but yeah, back to the story An interesting story, not overly done, but I did like it. So this film currently has a 5.3 on IMDb. I think that for my rating system, I've comparable. I think it's, it's fine. I, I would give this film like a 2.75, uh, it's almost a three, not a bad movie. It's on Netflix, so you don't have to pay anything extra to rent it. Uh, I would at least check it out. It's a nice popcorn film, so it's not one of those things where like you have to get really deep involved into it and there's not like a whole lot of subplots or anything like that. It's just, it's a really nice popcorn film to watch in the dark with a group of friends. Uh, I do recommend it. 2.75 for me, and that is Friend Request. All right, so moving on to uh, new releases, new streaming releases, uh, I did get kind of behind, and so my list is pretty, pretty long. There's some extra stuff that's been added uh, since I I did my show notes, uh, but I think we have a, a nice little start here. Uh, on First up on Netflix, Tremors 6, A Cold Day in Hell, and then on Amazon we have Night Howl. Herbert West Reanimator. Now, this film is from this year. This is, I think this is a remake of the original film from Full Moon. Uh, I might check this one out. And then we have In Dreams, Little Shop of Horrors from 1960, Carnivals of Souls from 1962. I used to own that movie. It's a really good film. Uh, Ghoulies 4. And then on Sh Shudder, we have Hellraiser 1 and 2, No One Lives, Stillborn, which actually is really supposed to be good. I do want to watch this. I, I need to get my Shutter subscription back. Uh, the Cottage, The Noonday Witch, Z for Zechariah, Daughter of Dracula, Traitors, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Remake, Rest in Peace, uh, Lee Ermey, uh, Downrange, that's supposed to be good, Sinister, Stephen King's It, Salem's Lot, Creep Show, and Cat's Eye, Dark Floors, and the original Evil Dead. So a lot of uh, additions there on Shudder. And speaking of Tremors, uh, Sci-Fi did not pick up the uh, Tremors TV series that was going to star Kevin Bacon. You know, they shot the pilot, and uh, they recently released, 
I think it was like last week, they released the trailer for the show, which looked really cool. It looked like it would have been a good show. I'm really disappointed they did not pick that up. Uh, but they are uh, scheduled to release the uh, the new show written by George R. Martin, or based on George R. Martin Martin's book, uh, Night Flyers, which is supposed to be kind of like horror in space. So Event Horizon, maybe? <laughs> uh, it sounds interesting. I, I can't wait to see that. And uh, then we also had the teaser poster for Halloween, the new Halloween, uh, which was done by Blumhouse. Uh, it was filmed uh, this year. I think it was, yeah, it was filmed this year. Should be out in October. I'm excited to see that. Uh, and I haven't really seen much other news. Uh, Margot Kidder did pass away. You know, she was in uh, the Amityville Horror, and then she was also in Black Christmas. Uh, and then, of course, she was uh, Lois Lane in the Superman films from the 80s, starring uh, Christopher Reeve. Uh, so she did pass away uh, this week. And I think that's really about all the news I had. I, I wasn't even going to do news. It just kind of popped in my head. Hey, maybe I should talk about this. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of Scream Stream. Hey, I do want to remind you that uh, I have a YouTube channel that's not horror related. It's more of a vlogging channel. Uh, but if you want to check it out, it's over at youtube.com slash sbrjames. Uh, I am working on some new videos for that if you want to check that out. Uh, and then something else I want to mention, uh, I have a ScreamStream YouTube channel where uh, I post the podcast episodes simultaneously, simultaneously up to YouTube, but all it is is like a static image with the audio. And the episode where I, re where I reviewed Happy Death Day got flagged by Universal for copyright infringement, and they said, they said... This was a manual flag, by the way, so somebody actually took the time to watch the video. They claim that I used video clips from the movie, which is ridiculous because it was a static image and all audio of me talking about or reviewing a movie. You know, you know the episode if you listen to it. Uh, I disputed it, and they claimed that my, dis my dispute was wrong, and the, the claim stayed. And if I wanted to dispute it a third time, they would review it. And then if they, um, if they rejected my, my counterclaim again for the third time, I could have a copyright strike, which seems to me really ridiculous. Why wouldn't YouTube actually look at the video? Why would it just send them? Because you know they're going to say, oh, no, we're just going to reject your counterclaim. You copyrighted our, our or you used copyrighted material. I, the whole, that whole th copyright system was ridiculous. It pissed me off. So I deleted the video and I probably, I'm probably not going to be posting those to the YouTube channel anymore. Uh, if I do post anything to the ScreamStream YouTube channel, it's probably going to be original content where I sit in front of a camera and maybe review a video or review a movie or something like that. Uh, but as far as podcast episodes going up there, I'm not going to do it anymore. That that just seriously set me off. I was so mad about that. Uh, it, it's just ridiculous. So, uh, But there's my little rant. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Scream Stream. Uh, if you'd like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can do so at ScreamPod.com where you can find links to all my social profiles. If you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, I am at Scream underscore Stream. 
uh, go and join the Facebook page because I'm going to start posting there a lot more. I kind of have been posting uh, some minor updates over there. And that is facebook.com slash screenpod. So go over there, like the Facebook page, and, you know, we can chat and all that good stuff over there on Facebook. And while you're at screenpod.com, remember to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcatchers such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castro, Overcast, whatever podcatcher app you might happen to use. Uh, Subscribe to the show there. Uh, If you have a movie you'd like me to review, just hit the contact tab, fill out the form, and that'll send me an email directly. Or you can hit me up on Twitter or Facebook and recommend a movie for me to review because sometimes it does get a little overwhelming trying to pick a film to watch. And then finally, music for ScreamStream was created by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. <laughs>